0: I need someone to show me my place in all this Dear child, I see your eyes
1: Discussion Network proudly presents the Raylo Special, hosted by Jared Bachman Stubbs. Part three.
2: And welcome back to the Do back Discussion Podcast, Raylo Part Three. Back at it again, and this time I have one hell of a lineup for you guys. Um, I am joined again by the girls with sabers. Hello. Hi, guys. I am also joined by one half of bantha blue milk
1: blue bantha milk co
2: oh i mess up everybody's oh my name everything i mess up <laughs> i had tyler bucks on i i when I, I there's this chatter squadron i call it squadron chatter because someone's a little
3: liz dexic but it's okay he's really
2: charming yeah <laughs> Um, if, if
1: you want to do it again, go for
2: no, it. No, no, no. We, we we keep in the fuck ups so here on Blue Um It's it, it adds character to my inability to uh, make my way through a sentence.
1: Um, well, blue, bluey, blue, blue is here. Hi, good day. It's it's Matt Matt Bluey McBlue.
2: Matt Bluey McBlue Co. <laughs> and then we also have uh Madison from doing talking on the air today. Hey. So, as I have been saying on the twitters, on the everything, I've been trying to get my Raylo Avengers together. And with a dose of good luck and great timing minus ad at chat, I finally have them. And we have a lot to, we have a lot to chew on with this one. Um, we try to do an episode like this, and then the file um, exploded because anytime I try to do a Raylo episode, I almost always have to do it twice <laughs> because um, <laughs> audio issues follow me when I try to do a show um, without the normal crew. But yeah, we're here. We're gonna talk about the Vanity Fair. Stuff, even though it's slightly old news, we still haven't had a chance to all, as a collective, talk about it. Um, Is that that doggo you were talking about? Yep, (laughs) perfect timing. (laughs) Doggo. Like I said, I I love pet cameos. It makes me happy. (laughs) Um, And then uh, we're gonna talk about a the big leak about uh, the possible destiny of one Ben Solo. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, for those of you at home listening who aren't exactly familiar with our panel today, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Mr. Blue Blue Bluey Blue, and tell everybody what your beat is and what your, uh, your deal with the Blue 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 Company Blue
3: Again, <laughs> you're forcing him to say his own name.
1: Blue, 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 blue. 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 Um, hi, I'm Matt. Uh, I am one half of Blue Panther Milk Co. We are a YouTube channel uh, based out of Melbourne, Australia, been around for actually just over a year now. And, uh, yeah, we, we basically just do star Wars things. Funnily enough. Um, our whole our whole thing is uh star wars and how it intersects with popular culture so that sometimes means exploring other films sometimes that means solely uh focusing on star wars but lately it's been really sort of diving into the meta of it and uh the importance of all of the stories that we've got uh in the lead up to the rise of skywalker
2: very excited for that the uh, solo episode was very good i was watching that earlier Oh, thanks. Yes, of course.
1: I came out last night. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was all over that. Uh, Madison, would you like to introduce yourself?
4: Yeah. So I'm a lifelong Star Wars fan, been doing podcasting for a little over a year now. And I talk about everything Star Wars on my podcast from the movies to books, video games, everything. Um, but I have a particular focus on the story and analyzing the characters and their motivations and the force in particular is a huge fascination of mine, the mythology behind everything. So, yeah, that's what I do.
2: That is awesome. Been looking forward to hopefully having you on the air at some point. And if you're new here, I guess you wouldn't have met the girls with sabers at this point. But uh, Luthien and M, you guys want to do the introductories?
3: Hi, I'm Luthian. I like long walks.
4: <laughs> Hi, Luthien. Hi, guys.
3: <laughs> and I and I love Star Wars. I love all things Star Wars. I love um, I love a good ham sandwich. <laughs>
2: Who doesn't? It's really You're good. not American if you don't like a good ham sandwich, you know? Right. I don't like right? ham at all. I, I don't okay, ham we've ham. I I don't all been upstaged. Do. I
3: don't like ham salad, but Fair. I like what the, ham. What the
1: hell is ham salad?
3: Don't worry about it. <laughs> I it. And I am one half of the YouTube channel Girls with Sabres, and my better half is about to speak.
5: <laughs> Hi, I'm Emris, and I don't like ham. <laughs> It's okay, I still like you. Sorry. Um, But yes, we are Girls with Sabers, and we love Star Wars as well. We have a background in literature, drama, art, and music, and we like to explore pop analysis as well. And we are planning on doing other genres, but right now it's Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars.
3: See how she picked up my trash at the end, like... I totally just went on this epic, you know, ham, ham salad tangent. She just picks up where I just. Plop it yeah. Down. Luthien brings
5: on the ham. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was really bad, but I had to do it. No, oh, don't I'd worry. Greatly don't worry,
3: Jared. will edit it out. Right. No, right? absolutely right? not.
2: Um, OK. No, we got <laughs> um, this is being recorded on uh Thursday the first. This will probably be going up on uh, this coming Tuesday. Uh, but for those of you who listen to Do Back Discussion in Hall of Heroes, um, you will remember uh, the cookie the cookie cop attack. Um, so y'all know we don't we don't take anything out of these shows. Uh, if it happens while the mic's live, you're it's there. It's there forever. But um. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm okay with this.
2: It's like, it's it's a little whose line is it anyway? You know, like it's it's just yes and you got to keep going with it. Um, we don't have bloopers
4: because the bloopers are just part of the episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, sometimes with uh, back and Hall of Heroes, we'll put little, we, we try to put little outtakes at the end of the episode where like either right before we start officially recording or right after, if some stupid shit happens, we just let it run. Um, <laughs> and sometimes TJ's like, we're not putting this in the show. Like, <laughs> he just makes the executive decision, like, this isn't, you're not doing this to the network. Um,
5: we used to do that. We used to put out takes, but then Kyler Ren took it over. So we uh, just let him have it. Uh, <laughs> he tends to yeah, do he that. Does. He's a supreme well, leader. So we.
3: He's, he's squirrely.
5: Yes. That
3: dude.
2: See, and I thought he was baby. That's what the Star Wars Twitter <laughs> told me. Oh, um, baby!
3: <laughs> that was a great day. He doesn't like going to the grocery store. He can't handle it when Milo jumps up on his lap. I uh, he he is he's a little bitch, but <laughs> I, but Kylo Ren, not Ben Solo. Okay. Yeah well, I wanna,
2: yeah. well, speaking of that, I. I do want to get really quickly, just like the most. I believe it's your most recent video. Um, the why does it have to end in death? Mm-hmm. Video? That or, you guys... No,
3: no, no, no. Does it end, or does it all? Does end? this
5: oh, all? Does,
3: all does yeah. this yeah. all
5: end in death?
3: Right.
2: Right. Which, great, great video as always from you guys. Thank um, you.
3: Thank you.
4: I just listened
2: to it earlier. Awesome. I love. The points you guys make. Um, they're for anybody who hasn't seen it, the the TLDR version. If you guys would like to give it before I um, kind of steal your thunder by <laughs> explaining your own content,
3: <laughs> it's your channel, man.
2: <laughs> Go forth. Go do it. Go do it. No, but what you guys are talking about with the whole people like wanting him to die. And this, like, really kind of terrifying, like, very narrow-minded, like, he is the bad guy, therefore he must die. Um, I I don't think people truly appreciate and take into context who Ben is, Mm -hmm. aside from what we just see in the movies. And Mm -hmm. I... I find myself frustrated by that because a lot of the people who will like vehemently, viciously shit on Kylo Ren are the same people who like talk about Vader's arc, um, like, like it's the greatest story ever told, which don't get me wrong, it's up there, um, said the Vader fanboy. But I, it's just so like you were saying like upsetting to be like y'all y'all realize how abused and traumatized this kid is right they they and you're tr- all trying to sign his death warrant out here
5: <laughs> they don't and i think one of the reasons is is they I think J.J. Abrams made a little bit of a mistake of not giving hints of his abuse in the first movie. I think Ryan Johnson showed that, but I think people see him only as the murderer of Han Solo and not the son of Han Solo. And I think they need to concentrate on what Snoke said, that you have too much of your father's heart in you and what that means. Uh, And I, I think if they just kind of concentrated and meditated on those words, maybe they would realize that to kill Ben is to kill Han and the legacy of those three people. I my my parents always said that if you truly love us, um you'll love our children too because our children are 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 part of us. And I think people forget that. If you truly love Luke and Han and Leia, why would you want to get rid of the only remnant of that family? Why would you want to get rid of the person that all three of them died for? Han went on that bridge basically knowing that he was going to die. Uh, yeah. Luke let go because of the sacrifice that he made on crate and the re- the restoration, the restitution that he made on Crait. Um, Of course, we don't know about Leia, but I, I think Leia will probably also submit her life to the salvation of her son and what a horrible thing it will be if they all are one in the force but their son does not join them and just becomes absent i just think that is just a horrific way of ending the saga it's not hopeful it's death
2: I completely agree with that. I think that, you know, my biggest gripe has always been to just say, like, th- this family's been through so much shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like there's so much has happened to these people. I don't I can't with a good conscience as a fan and as a viewer just go, yeah, like this family dies in like a gruesome, heartbreaking blaze of glory. I don't. Necessarily want to see um, Ben die as Kylo Ren.
5: They've seen um, Game of Thrones. They, yeah, sorry, I had to go for yeah. it. Um, well, yeah, it's just oh, it's it's burns. because
4: whatever happens to Ben is automatically going to change how we look at the rest of the saga that we already have, and it's going to color that because it's going to be like, okay, so was all this tragedy worth it, or did it all still end in tragedy anyway?
2: Exactly, I don't. It's the you know the whole fairy tale thing, and it's you know I don't what what lesson is learned when he dies, and you know you guys, girls, say, did you guys bring it up in your latest video? Um, what Luke says with the whole, no one's ever really gone. Like, why would he say that if the point of the next movie is Kylo Ren has chosen? Total and utter darkness. Like, I and don't. And what he
3: did, sorry, what he did there right after he said that to his sister yeah. was put those dice in her hand. And he was not fully talking about Han there. He was talking about Ben, who played with those dice when he was little. See, I
2: always, I, that's ben so interesting because I never read that as him talking about Han. No, I never I like I, hmm. I mean a little bit in like the whole like, you know, very Lion King. He lives in you. Kind of thing. <laughs> true. <laughs> um, But like I when he says that, like no one's ever really gone. Like I was like, he's talking about Ben. Yeah, because he knows, you know, I like, to save my soul. Like and he goes, no, because I know I can't. Only thing I can do right now is let you get this shit out of your system.
5: Right. Well, and I guess I'm going to lay down the English teacher club, but if people don't see that the no one represents Ben, then they're not looking at the antecedent. because Leia says, my son <laughs> is gone. No one I love is ever gone. That no one, the one is a pronoun that refers to my son. So if you're going to say it's Han, grammatically speaking, grammatically speaking, not emotionally speaking, it has been so low that they're talking about.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh-huh.
4: Laying down the
5: grammar.
4: <laughs> See, those elementary English lessons are important, guys. They come back.
5: <laughs> I, can't, oh, yeah. I can't help myself. I can't help myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, no, that's very true, and I think um, one of the things that are so one of the things that makes that scene so beautiful is there is a, a a tough love to the scene where Luke and Ben have their showdown. Like it, it, it feels like um a parent who is incredibly disappointed in the actions of a child. But also understands how they got there and maybe sees their own hand in getting there. So they have that authoritative, like, I'm going to put my foot down and make you stop acting like a jackass. But by the same token, I kind of made you act like a jackass. (laughs) In the way that he, you know, there's kind of that bluntness and that, you know, see around, kid. We're like, yeah, he's invoking Han, but there's like, it's it's a little bit snide. But he also just outright apologizes to him and is like, I-, I fucked up <laughs> uh, and I don't – I don't think we would see Luke admit that he was wrong if he wasn't wrong. You know what I mean? Like okay. I don't – if Ben deserves to die, then Luke saw the writing on the wall and even though what he did was ugly, then he was doing the right thing then. Hmm. If that makes sense. And I
4: still don't think I still don't think that Luke has said everything to Ben that he wants to say because the whole way he presented his apology to me read like I know you're not ready to hear all of this now you're mm-hmm. still too angry yeah. so I think we're gonna see more of that in episode nine once Ben is actually willing to listen. What do you think, Matt?
1: I I have a question uh, with all of this, and it goes back to the earlier or the start of this thread do you think that we're all reading this from a very uh, meta, uh, very mythologically based perspective as all the stories are? And do you think that the reaction from some people where they want to see him dead, where they just are painting it in this black and white picture is maybe viewing star Wars through a non mythological lens, like that they are injecting, real world real like real politics real identity kind of uh, structures from their own lives into the story that they're viewing because uh, i'm looking at, at so many of these reactions and like listening to you speak about it and it's like yeah well this stuff seems obvious to me but if you take down like or if you close your eyes for a second and just think not nah, This this guy's a bad guy. I don't care what happened to him as a kid. If that was my son, my daughter, whatever it is that was you know potentially going to uh, interact with someone like Kylo, I'd tell them stay away. And it's it's something that I keep seeing online quite a bit. There is no empathy in in the view of you know what Kylo or Ben has done. It's very much just a Nope. Nope. If that was if that's your view on love, if that's your view on relationships, if if you think that, that anything that he did is justifiable, and there's always that point where it's like if you think that what he did was justifiable, uh then you know, you're wrong. You're you're the monster in this, not you know, like let bad guys be bad guys kind of thing. And it's something that I find really troubling as well.
2: You know, and that that's very funny though, because one, I don't think and, and, you know, maybe I, I paint with too broad a, but, a brush when I say this. I, I'm i willing to bet most Arelos and people in general who like Kylo's character and like the story of him wouldn't say that anything he's done is justified.
1: No, absolutely like, not. I, don't, I mean, he's I, done I've, bad things.
2: Yeah, like his hands are filthy. And part of the reason why I want to see him survive his redemption, and I said this before Uh, When I had Girls with Sabres on, I think him having to do the thing Vader didn't, which is he doesn't – you know, very Hamilton, living is easy – dying is easy, living is harder. It would be really easy to just, oh, hey, I killed the big bad and I saved the good guy. Deuces. um <laughs> that redemption is it, it, you know it's it's beautiful within Anakin's story don't get me wrong but like Anakin should have had to face up for the shit he did as Darth Vader yeah. oh yeah and like yeah. that's part of the reason why I really want to see Ben survive this is I want to see Ben have to like look the shit that he did as Kylo Ren in the eye you know he doesn't I don't think he gets a get out of jail free card I think that it's only fair to look at everything he's done through the context of he has been coerced into a lot mm-hmm. of this, well, that's, and painted into a corner that not of his choosing.
5: That's the very definition of mercy: is its forgiveness undeserved. And, and that is very essential to romance, meaning um, something that begins in tragedy, but ends up in a comedic ending, a happy ending. And usually that, that cl- uh, climax is a drop of mercy, meaning the hero does not deserve it, but the story gives it. And I, I think that's why people need to... Understand, really, in reality speaking, Kylo can do nothing <laughs> that will bring back the lives that he took.
2: Absolutely not. No.
3: You also look at uh, take it. It's so easy to keep the real world goggles on when you're viewing something like this. Obviously, if this were happening, any, I mean, look at how we treat uh murderers and and people who uh start to you know vigilante all over the place i mean there's real life consequences and a lot of us have said it in our in our own podcasts and and to each other and on social media all of these things were are happening in wartime and not mm. that that is a justification but it's a little bit of a justification. Uh, It gives it context. It It gives it context. And if if you back up a bit, didn't Anakin suffer because of all that he did? Maybe he did not suffer as, like, did he deserve... The end that he got, the death that he got. Some people would say no. Oh, he committed such heinous crimes. He killed so many people. He deserves this. He deserves that. Well, take a step back and look at all that was ripped away from him. A lot was his own doing, but a lot wasn't his own doing, Mm. especially now that we're just realizing how powerful uh, Darth Sidious actually was or still is. See, uh, so yes, he's a he's a that's okay. He's a man with a free will, and he can make his own choices, the same as his grandson. But there are puppet masters behind the scenes. You could even correlate that to uh, real world theology and spirituality spirituality and religion. You know, people would call Satan a huge puppet master in in certain instances. So you look at all that. Anakin did as Darth Vader. And at the end, yes, he, he died, but he was granted that mercy from his son. And I almost feel like the suffering that he went through as far physically, mentally, emotionally, I think I wouldn't say that's enough. Obviously we're still dealing with the sins of the father, And we're still he's now his his grandson and the sequel trilogy is dealing with the fallout from these (coughs) mistakes and shortcomings. Uh, But for, for people to just say, well, he didn't he didn't deserve, you know, or he deserves a lot worse. Well, I look at what we're talking about. We're not talking about some. Some guy who got drunk and, and ran into a a bunch of people. We're talking about a fictional character yeah. here. You know, and-
1: even in universe, though, like think about the people on the ground, the, the regular old civilian people in universe. They think the same way they think that these characters yeah. have oh, done yeah. horrible things but we've they always hate watched Leia
2: just for being his daughter
1: yeah exactly so <laughs> yeah. so like you know at the at that micro level like people in the in the Star Wars universe don't see that Vader deserved redemption they won't see that Kylo deserves redemption but they will uh, sorry but not they will but we have always watched these films and read these stories i think from the perspective of the force you know, yes the mythology Ooh, is the yes. force. very good we are mm-hmm. that's
2: brilliant
1: yeah that's yep. that's you know the redemption comes from within for anakin so you know it's so you it's, got it's,
3: up early for <laughs> this you got <laughs> up early for this reason
1: yeah. caffeine's kicking
3: to in spill your knowledge yep he woke
4: up like this guys <laughs> I, feel... I
1: definitely hashtag woke up. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, like people talk about R2-D2 being the narrator and all that. It's like, okay, cool. Well, if R2-D2 is the narrator, well, who's he telling the story to? Or if what if R2-D2 is not the narrator? I mean, this could digress into a million different directions. Uh, excuse but...
2: me, George Lucas said that Attack of the Clones is 3PO and R2's story. It is. So it your, is. Your, your, your argument is invalid.
1: But who who, like, who like are we actually seeing it through? Who is the camera in these stories? And I think it's the Force. That, that's, that's the only way I can kind of like think of all this stuff where it's like, yeah, great. We've had years to pick over the original trilogy and whatnot. And I probably think you'll have people back then that are like, Ugh, Vader got redeemed, but he's a bad guy. He's wearing black. Duh. And <laughs> he's
2: wearing black.
1: <laughs> but, you that's got to like, be it. That's yeah. So that, that's the way I see it
2: because black, I love that,
1: but that's how simple it was. I mean, we expect more from our characters these days. I would argue if, if we had Vader these days, people would call him too simplistic.
2: Oh, you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, he he is incredibly straightforward in the original trilogy. And I think that, um, it's
1: cause he's wearing black.
2: Think, yeah. He's, he's wearing black and he has a scary voice and red blade and everything. Um, I also think that that made for really good expanded material, though, that like you had a very – I don't want to say that the story itself is simple and uh, to take away from that. But you have a very um, easy point A to point B, was good, turned bad, pretend like and, and really, really believed in himself as being the villain and then came back. And, you know, a hot take here, um, and I sound like a total hypocrite. Uh, well, I, let us hear it first. I I mean, in saying, you know, oh, people are so quick to say that Ben doesn't deserve to be redeemed. I think that there is a much oh, hypocrite. better case. <laughs> <laughs> There's Sorry. a much Sorry. better case. No, you're fine, man. There's a much better case for Ben's redemption than Anakin's, in my opinion. Oh, I God, agree. Yeah. Like I don't I, – I don't know how popular or unpopular an opinion that may be to the community as a whole. But when you ask me, you know, Anakin comes with – comes from a lot of real legitimate trauma. But at the end of the day, there was a thirst for power there that he just leaned into and made the decision to lean into that Ben really didn't. Like Ben – fell into that dark side addiction. And I'm always that's always gonna be my comparison that like most dark side users get hooked on the dark side like a drug. Ooh. And withdrawing from that drug is either going to kill you or change you forever.
3: That's a really good
2: comparison.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I
2: and I think a lot of that is like why Ben is still Oh, oh, Kylo Ren and anger and angst and everything is that like – I think he's at the point like a struggling addict where like – he he, he thinks his family wants nothing to do with him and he, and I think there's a part of him that legitimately believes the things that Han said to him, that believes the things that Luke said to him. But there's a part of him that's just going, no, they're just trying to save face. They're, they're just trying to save face. He's challenged and thrown everything he thought he knew out the window and like his last hoorah to take control over his life was to have Ray join him. And she said, "Mm, not yet because you need to work this shit out. She bounces. Dude has nothing left but the dark side right now. I think
5: I think the key to understanding Kylo is that what Ryan Johnson said is he is the hostility, the anger, the angst of the adolescent. Uh, we look at him and we see a thirty-year-old man, but he actually is a representation of the of the adolescent. So when you are that age,
2: <laughs> like everything, Adam driver looks thirty. Kylo Ren doesn't. I I'm really sorry for interrupting you. I was having this conversation with my dad the other day in the car. I don't know what they. I don't know what happens behind the scenes or on set. Kylo Ren does not look like Adam Driver. Am I crazy? Yes. Like <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, uh, like, I'll, like when like when I watch like Black Klansman or Girls or like whenever he yeah. on, he's on SNL. Mm-hmm. Like I see Adam Driver. You know what? You might be talking crazy, but I see where you're going. Yeah, like, yeah. I see where you're going There's with this. There's something like about the way that like he just disappears into that character.
3: They airbrushed
5: like, him foundation-wise. Like if you look at his skin tone, they definitely did some airbrushing foundation, and I believe they did some makeup with his eyes to make his eyes appear bigger and wider, which we as audience members equate with innocence and youth. Um, so and I soft
1: baby,
3: yes, exactly. <laughs> so I think you get lost in those exactly. Eyes. Ray, oh, did. No, you're Ray did, Right. Yeah. She sold
5: herself off to the dark side for those pretty dark eyes. Don't worry,
3: we live streamed on Tuesday and talked like the whole last half about his hands. So. <laughs> <laughs> Valid, yeah. And we were uh, oh, we it, go there. That's great, yeah. That and so
5: we great. were threatened to be to monetize for it too.
3: I, <laughs> Was that what? why? Uh, was that why the monetized thing was yellow? I think that's why. Because
5: yeah. okay. I I yeah. examined that podcast and I was like, "What did we? Say? Oh, oh, the hand
2: jokes. Oh, shoot!" I, I think I listened to like the first chunk of that and then had to go. I can't remember why.
3: Oh yeah, but- just started at like. Minute (laughs) fifty.
2: Oh, I will. I am so excited to hear the 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 shit you're saying. I mean you're not hey, he's a looker. I'm not
3: I said he has John Madden hands and I think that's why YouTube like went, huh? Madden hands. Yeah (laughs) but didn't like that
5: at all. Madison, what do you think? What do you think of of Kylo Ren? Well, about the de-aging thing,
4: particularly in that scene with Luke and the flashback, he looks like 10 years younger. So I definitely see what Jared is saying. He doesn't look like, like
2: Adam I, I, Kylo Ren does not look like Adam I, I, Driver. I don't know what
4: it is. I, I mean, he looks like Adam Driver, but like 10 or 15 <laughs> years younger, particularly in that scene. But like a um, face app. I just... Uh,
0: but going <laughs> back <Deep> to... Reverse <laughs> face app. Can you imagine I, when they I,
3: do face app and you look like... <laughs> <commercial>? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they could ever do that, though.
2: This would be one intense fucking six-year-old. <laughs>
4: okay, I yeah. want to go back to the redemption thing yeah, for a sorry, second, I'm because sorry, yeah. this not is...
2: my psycho babble, uh, here derailed the whole damn show. Um,
4: <laughs> no, you're good. I just wanted to bring up the fact that whenever people are judging Ben so harshly, they... They, I don't think they're considering the fact that there's twenty plus years of life that we haven't seen where Amen. he was on the light side. He was traveling with Luke on these like Jedi adventures, Amen. and we haven't seen we haven't seen any of that. And they act like he's this guy who's been evil and walking around killing people his entire life. And I'm like, actually, he resisted the pull of the dark side longer than Anakin. And he literally had sn- <laughs> Snoke in his head that's a good since point. infancy.
3: <laughs> I love what's happening now, though. Like the light side is the drug that he's resisting. I feel it again, the pull to the light. Like that's what is so intoxicating to him that he has to try his fucking hardest to stay in the dark. But yet the light keeps pulling at him. So the light has now become the drug that he is just being drawn to. Well, I,
2: I would I I would hesitate. I wouldn't call it a drug. Yeah, I, like if, I think the light is just his natural being.
3: Yes, yes. To where he belongs. And just because people are saying, oh, well, Ben Solo needs to go back into the light. And they're like, well, that's not that's not balanced. Well, you can be in the light, but still balance out the force.
2: I think that also exactly. welcomes a, a deeper conversation about what balance in the force actually means. Yes. Like I a lot of the same people who don't enjoy the sequels that much, like there's this hype and again, don't get me wrong, like I'm I'm a legends guy through and through, but I think that there is this over um glorification of the concept of the gray Jedi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like the, like the, like Revan type characters that are like, he's a Jedi. And then he was a Sith. And then he was neither because he's both. Um, That like the people perceive balance in the force being, I'm a bad guy who has a dark side to him. That like, I think The balance of the force is just the galaxy left at its neutral state and that like the balance is nature and that the reason why bringing balance to the force requires eliminating the Sith is because Sith philosophy and doctrine inherently takes nature out of balance because it's all about exerting your will over the force over nature – dominating everything in your path that like balance is not equal light, equal dark it's nature as it's meant to be and that like the Jedi throw off the balance because they force people to be robots and they take that, comp- that passion and romance and all those warm fuzzy feelings out of the people in their order. So like now you've thrown things out of balance in one direction and you know, you have the Sith who are super impassioned on the other and it just kind of screws everything up. Um, That's always been my interpretation though. Like I, I understand lots of people have different definitions of the balance.
3: That's why Raylo is so important. And when Emerson and I say Raylo, we mean Ray and Ben solo. A lot of people See Raylo as Ray and Ben Solo. You have Ben Solo with the heart of his father, but the blood of the Skywalker. And don't look at the chosen one as one individual being. Look at the chosen one as a bloodline, as the family that is supposed to end the Sith and bring the balance. Ben is meant to do this and to finish what his grandfather started it's it's very it very much parallels Lord of the Rings, where the ring was lost and dormant for sixty years. And all of a sudden, it it gets found and shit starts going bananas. And now this thing has to be destroyed. We come to find out Sidious might still be, His essence might still be around. Who the heck knows what's going on, but something's going on. We have Sith troopers now. I mean, the Sith is back. The Sith is back, and it's not just about the First Order anymore. It is, we got gnarly dark side stuff going on. We have a possible Jedi eater. So Rey coming in is that pure light side goddess to lead our hero out of purgatory and to ascend to what he's meant to be, he is meant to destroy the Sith. He is the last Skywalker that is left alive right now, besides his mom, and she possibly may die. Yes. So he has to do this. Now we have two protagonists, Ray and Ben Solo. He can't do it without her, but that still doesn't mean she's not going to do this with him. But he's the one with the blood. She doesn't have the blood.
2: No. And I again, there's what you were saying about, like, not just the chosen one that said being a direct descendant of Anakin Skywalker, like you're you're on a different level just from having that metachlorian count. Um, yeah. And, you know, and that's a lot for somebody to live with, you know, no matter how much training you have, like that kind of power weighs on somebody. Um, you brought up the Sith troopers. I want to talk about that. Um, since Kylo Ren is the supreme leader now, I, I have been thinking so much about what in the hell the Sith troopers actually are. Um, I have a friend of mine who I used to work with. Um, who, whenever those came out, the image of it, I was talking to him about it and he made a joke. Um, this is completely off topic, but I felt, I, I I just need to make sure the world hears this joke, um, that he said that they looked like the red cosmonauts from the Star Wars Drake and Josh parody episode. (laughs) And I haven't been able to unsee it. Uh, and I, 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 that's been burned into my mind, so now everybody else is going to see that whenever they see The Rise of Skywalker. Um, now I'm going to have to look that up because oh I God. haven't are seen it. Calling, are you calling me a liar? Well, yeah, I ain't calling, calling you a truther. A truther. Oh. Um, <laughs> God damn, I love that show. Um, but anyhow, I, what do we think is up with the Sith Troopers? Because we know that, like, oh, it's like an elite fighting force in the First Order. I'm really perplexed by the name Sith Trooper. Because obviously we have Palpatine coming back. Duh. We've all seen the trailer, I'm sure. Um, But there's something really weird about that existing inside of the First Order, especially with Kylo being in charge, especially since he has the line of, you know, it's time to let old things die, the Jedi, the Sith, Skywalker, all of it. like. He, he puts the Sith on blast, too. So, like, what do we think is up with the Sith Troopers? Because I, I don't know where to start with this.
4: I don't think that there's something that is coming from or named by Kylo. My conspiracy theory is that the Knights of Ren went out to the beyond and they found something or maybe there was part of Palpatine's contingency group that maybe hasn't like joined up with the rest of the First Order yet. I I'm agree. still really suspicious about this uh allegiant general Pride guy. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Ooh, where has yeah. where he where has he been? Has he been like overseeing this like raising of a Sith Trooper Army? And like are they clones? We don't know. I'm I'm very suspicious about their helmets and the resemblance to the clone troopers. Yeah, that's so that's another
2: thing for me, like I don't I, I really I wanna try I wanna do my best with the Sith Troopers to avoid just like rampantly speculating. <laughs> like but there's also like little nuggets about the design that's like this has a T like a clone trooper. Like it has the face T. Why does it have a T? Because only clones had this like T design, so like why is it here? Mm-hmm. Like that—that's the mm-hmm. shit that drives me crazy. Because like, it's really easy to get, get to jump down that rabbit hole, and you know we have the scene of the Force Awakens where hells kind of, you know yeah, Stoke should consider using a clone army. Um, yep. So there's a lot there, and granted, we also don't know because I feel like that was when he was still in his, um, Vader fanboy phase where he was just like, well, mm-hmm. I know my, I know my granddad had like a really cool army of clones. So well, that maybe you should get some clones, asshole.
1: That's a good um, point you raised. Maybe, maybe we
2: should have an army of Tamora Morrison. That's all I'm saying. Um, that's, but what were you saying,
5: Matt? Oops, what were you saying, sorry. Matt? Uh, no, no, no just, good.
1: yeah, you, just, you mentioned the, the uh, Vader fanboy phase. Something that's been a bit of an undercurrent in the sequels has been uh, idolization and emulation. And you know, you see it in Ben. He idolizes and tries to emulate Vader, um, in the absence of Palpatine and in the absence of the original empire, the first order rises, you know, from its ashes. Snoke is basically a, a, a Palpatine emulator, um, in more ways than one. Um, you know, in his, in Palpatine's absence, there's still remnants of his empire scattered through the First Order. And I read somewhere that the Sith troopers are Sith in name only. I can't remember where I read that, but it was kind of like as an homage to the to the whole thing. So maybe they're fierce, whether they're Force users or, or not, is yet to be seen. Um, but I, I feel like there's this constant thread of people trying to... Uh, almost kind of like just copy what what was before or like show power through through referencing what came previously um, and the the balance the the resetting and all that will i think come back to what ben says in the last jedi about you know letting old things die i think that will i think that will ultimately be a big payoff
2: i agree i think a lot of the a lot of the stories that drive Star Wars um, very often come back to finding a happy middle ground. You know, and that's back to that balance conversation where you have um, the prequels and the originals where it's, oh, Anakin, you're a little bit too passionate and in the moment and a little too heated. And then we have cold calculating Darth Vader and like in the middle there is where you have Luke. Where, like Luke kind of answers that question eventually of like, no, you can be a Jedi who is very passionate, who is very um, loving, caring, feels all of those human emotions, but is still able to keep himself in control for the most part. Where like I think a lot of this is supposed to be like we see Ben go from, I, I want to be Vader 2.0 to kill the past, let the past die, kill it if you have to. That I think by the time we reach the end of the Rise of Skywalker, we're going to have somebody who's able to go, this is what worked, this is what doesn't. I'm going to look my past in the eyes and I'm going to embrace it and learn from it instead of running from it, putting on a mask, and all these things. I think you're very much on the money there. Um,
3: What do you think, Emerus? I don't know.
5: listening i i really have no other commentary of but i disagree with everything everyone else says.
3: i think it's been very apparent that everyone has been learning from mistakes especially in the last jedi you, you see failure is the name of the game and will everyone learn from these mistakes luke certainly did he went into the force with peace and purpose leia i think the look she gives her brother when he says no one's ever really gone the look she gives him is satisfying and she knows and then at the end when when ray goes how how can we build from this and she puts her hand on the half of the saber that was on ben's side when in the throne room she goes we have everything we need just complete mothering right there which is amazing uh but everyone is starting to learn from their mistakes ray herself ray a lot of people do not A big argument about Rey is that, oh, the whole Mary Sue shit and how, oh, she can't do any wrong and blah, blah, blah. Rey has has a lot of faults. She is very much like Han, where she will shoot first and maybe ask some questions later. Um, She's very impulsive. But I feel we're going to see a bit more of a mature Rey in The Rise of Skywalker but she's all she's maturing right along with the other characters and i think a, a big thing that's going to happen for ray is she's going to she's already done it she could have killed ben in the throne room after the saber broken half and she didn't she she showed mercy and in the book in the novelization you read that she is just going to take a step back and let the Force do its thing.
2: But she's so very Jedi. Like,
3: it is It is like, very like, Jedi. Kid, you're, we, you're we really need working someone good. Like You're that. doing a good job but here. But I do, I do want Ben to have this moment where he's still telling her there's a lot you don't know. I mean, he has combed through those Jedi texts. She can only read maybe a little bit. C-3PO is helping her, but he can't understand some of it either. Who's read it and who knows it all? Ben Solo. I, would, I, I want scenes in episode nine where Ben just dumps all this knowledge. More than a, a force ghost can give. I would, I would love to see that. We need to see him start maturing, but not just in his actions and in, in his knowledge and in what he's telling people. We know there's going to be a moment where he comes to Ray and Finn and Poe are like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Oh, my God. And she's probably going to go with him. We see in the teaser trailer, uh, Poe's up on that ledge and, and Finn's in, in the front and he's holding Ray's staff. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're watching something go. I mind so me that TIE are, Fighter. It the tie interceptor. Yeah. It we we need to see them mature together. Everyone's maturing. Everyone has this journey and people are learning from their mistakes. And now now it's time, like you said, to put all this together and make it work and to to move forward and to grow. Well, We,
5: we already see that growth from Luke is someone yes. pointed out that when Luke warned Ray of not going to Ben, because it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't time to go to Ben yet. And mm-hmm. they were also talking about how, um, he knew what was going to happen. He knew that Kyla was going to offer their co-rulership yeah. And he himself was faced with that. And he hoped that Ray would make the same decision to reject that offer. But to add to that, she learned, she made a vow that she would never do what Luke did. She would never even be tempted again to take another person's life
3: as a solution right. to their so problem. So we're going to see what-, what a lot of people are calling we thought in the beginning, Emerson and I, a lot of people thought in the beginning of the teaser trailer that that was them training together. It still could be that. They could still be training. Another big theory is that this is an epic force bond, which is the forces bringing them together in moments of anger and force, literally forcing them together to work out their issues and Milo. Oh, Dang it. Fuck.
2: It's, it's moments Sorry, like guys. This. Oh, God. It's I, it's so, mo- I
3: was so in it and then I just lost it because of this buzzball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, no, what you, were not saying, let me talk. What, what you were saying, though, like, this is mo- moments I wish I had Spencer here with me because he does a oh. really good David Tennant impression. And, like, I, I, I need the soundboard just so I can have, like him and dr who like oh that's good that's oh, really good like i can't.
3: <laughs> oh that's so fucking clever i love that when i when i dial in i dial in and Milo just freaking ruined it um <laughs> but they're being fo- they're going to be forced to work out their issues together and that's all i have to say because i totally lost it totally lost my train of thought.
2: no but that's brilliant like especially if um Like, that's one thing I really want to know come time for The Rise of Skywalker and in all of, like, the books and comics and the road to The Rise of Skywalker. Pardon my hiccup. um, I want to know, like, are the Force bonds still happening? Mm. Like, are they still, like, randomly, just telepathically just showing up in front of the other one? And if that is happening, how long was the I don't want to fucking talk to you phase? Mm. Mm. Like, how— I, How long did that last? Who?
3: Oh, I know what I was going to say. Oh, praise God. Take it, take
2: it, it's take, like it, take, it, take it, take it. It's like
3: a brain So, Emrys, you said that she would not raise her hand to kill him. Yeah. And she would let the force work as it may. He cannot kill her. He loves her. Even if she doesn't love him yet, he loves her. And so he will not raise his hand to kill her. So whether they're fighting or training together or is this for huge epic force bond that we've never freaking seen before, except in, in with Revan and Bastila. I mean, the forces bringing them together, they cannot kill each other. Oh, and
5: she loves him, too, because uh, someone asked well, Jason Fry. Yeah. Do you did did you write Ray? That she loves Kylo more than Daisy Ridley portrayed her. And he said, yes, I hope I show that exact same emotion that Ray does love Kylo. So I think at that,
3: I think he does,
5: she does love him. But I think... She, she loves
3: Ben Solo. She cannot... Well, yes. Be with him if he's still doing this, Kylo Ren nonsense. Well,
5: well definitely. I just used the wrong right. word. I'm so used to calling him Kylo, okay. but yes, right. she still.
3: Well, start calling him. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> See, guys,
5: but anyway, the, they cannot the difference kill
2: each, each the other. Names they just get so into the, It's not a phase, Mom. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Yeah. I'm sure. Okay. Fuck up. They. Can- <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I just so had a kill thought. Oh, oh, what is sorry. it? Sorry, it's it's off on a little bit of a side note. But when you said, you know, she can't kill him... Wouldn't it have been really cool? And sorry, I'm just going to inject inject some speculative head cannon here. But wouldn't it have been really cool to show her standing over Ben in the throne room in the Last Jedi, just like yes. Luke did? Yes, <gasps> yes. And,
4: I wish and they had. And <laughs> choose
1: not to kill him, and then oh, if they if they'd shown oh. the same thing then uh, that they already did with Hux, then standing over him and choosing that he wants to kill him, but then chicking chickening out, wouldn't that have made its I own? Oh really cool triptych. Yeah.
4: If I had to have so one or the other, I would rather have had the Ray standing over him scene yeah. because I think that a lot of the people that are going into Nine assuming that, oh, yeah, Ray's going to kill him. It's going to be awesome. You know, like, yeah. I think a lot of those people would not be expecting that if that scene had been included in the movie. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Oh,
3: God. Also, no. a lot of these people don't read the ancillary materials, the Ray's survival guide. Uh, aftermath, the uh, the novelization, the junior one, which is a little bit different than uh, still canon, but it's different than the ex- uh, expanded novelization. Uh, they they didn't jump into the uh, Poe Dameron comics and what was happening uh, right after with the group on the Falcon after crate.
2: Poe Dameron um, is such a dude, bro, in those comics, and I love it so much.
3: Oh completely
2: <laughs> like he he is such a dude bro and it is like my favorite thing ever um
3: speaking
4: of characters with a really high kill count <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. thank
5: you
2: luke has the most blood on his hand no 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 Star-Killer no no po poe blew up star killer yes. base which was bigger yeah. star killer base
5: and there were some.
3: <laughs> There, there are some working class folk on, on that base, and there are some working class folk on that dreadnought, and they just had some mouths to feed. And, and the bombers that he got blown yeah, up, yeah. I mean, freaking tally.
5: Damn the it. nerdist said that he has the highest uh, responsibility yeah. for murders in The Last Jedi. But everybody loves Poe. Yes.
2: The Last Jedi, yes. As a <laughs> whole, Supreme leader. Exactly,
5: name. Dark Dameron. Well, he's the internet's boyfriend, so everyone has a blind eye.
2: You're right. Oh, God, I love that. I love that so no much. No one fights like Gaston. <laughs> no one drinks like Gaston. <laughs> You're going to wake up a coffee inside the of me. And they're saying, kill Y'all need to stop. They. <laughs> um, dark, dark Dameron. Don't. Don't. No, I mean yes, yes, the dark damper, but don't don't bring out the Beauty and the Beast fanboy in me because that's not going to end well for anybody. <laughs>
5: Sorry.
2: <laughs> Do it. Uh, no. Say, <laughs> say it. Oh. Say it. <laughs>
5: oh,
2: for fuck's sake! It's not Peru. Don't fix it. Are you happy Yes. Okay. Context, because this happens every time. Um, uh, you didn't roll your R, but that's
3: fine. Uh, <laughs>
2: Okay, it's not broke. don't fix it. Are we happy now? Okay.
0: Uh,
4: No, for
2: those of you who have not listened to the previous uh, episodes with Girls with Sabres, um, since every time I have them on, there's a big divergent conversation into show tunes and Broadway. Um, I was in a production of Beauty and the Beast and I played Cogsworth and made a joke about how I basically played Cogsworth as C-3PO. Because they're pretty much the same character but um
4: that's amazing um, yeah. i'd never thought about that same guy
2: same person same type of person um and it's it's a lot of fun doing it that way uh that said um no i oh god i can't get this image of like ray standing over him and like part of me can like see her kind of like like sh- like schmutzin with his hair a little bit like,
1: oh. <laughs> braiding it Here. you made it weird
2: like no no like like <laughs> like he like when they, the way he hit the ground with as much hair as he has it probably was all in his face
3: I
4: yeah,
2: mean, the going, novel
4: like, talks about weird. how she wanted yeah, to touch his yeah, hair.
3: Yeah, so yeah. I mean, she, she probably took she, her yeah, chance. Reach out and touch his hair.
1: That could have been a really creepy <laughs> a scene.
3: Sister yes. does not say that about a brother. No,
2: no, no. 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 A brother does not talk I never about want to touch my brother's hair. And since Alabama is not in space, <laughs> they're definitely not Oh. <laughs> Hey, watch it. We got an Alabama native over here. <laughs> oh, sorry.
5: Southern no, girls. No.
3: <laughs> uh, see, that like, shit happens everywhere. Don't blame Alabama. Oh, I, I know. I know. It's just
2: the, <laughs> the jokes about themselves sometimes.
1: It's the not legal thing. anywhere in Australia. Just saying.
2: Yes. <laughs> shit gets oh, crazy God. in Georgia too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I couldn't help myself. How did we get here? <laughs> Roll Tide. Um,
1: Seeing as we're talking oh. about the South, is is can we go back to ham salad that was mentioned earlier? <laughs> is that a South thing? I'm stuck on ham salad. No, it's a,
3: it's a U.S. <laughs> thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you do? Like, there's tuna salad and... Chicken salad. Chicken salad. Yeah. But then there's egg salad, which is just yeah. horrific. But people decided to make ham salad. And what you do is you grind up things <sighs> like you would... <laughs>
5: Would, I, okay? I seriously just got queasy <laughs> just,
3: like you would any meat and then so it's ground ham and then God. you add whatever you know whatever you want to put into it and it's ham it's cute it's disgusting it's cubed.
5: It's like little squares of ham so you
3: can you can you can cube it but then there's also like you grind it in a meat grinder. <laughs> I've I've seen it where it is finer than cubes.
1: I've, oh, how sound good! Do you
3: know what spam is? Yeah, and it's not what comes in your no order.
5: no.
1: I I was imagining I was just imagining a normal salad But replace the lettuce with slices of ham
5: And then (laughs) No, 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 no They (laughs) smother it with mayo And yes yes, Oh, it's (laughs) nastiness
1: Well, it sounds fucking Welcome
5: to this week's
4: episode of Girls with Spatulas Girls
3: with Spatulas Oh my god, I would love to do a cooking podcast
1: Nick's been I just want to be cooking. the one to
3: try the food like you don't you never see Martha Stewart eat what she makes especially on her new stuff she doesn't touch it I'm like that's sketchy They're like the you make woman
5: she doesn't know. even make but it point, and
3: no it's probably not even her hands like when they do the overhead shot of her like exactly Matt, Don't I talk about hands. You're going
1: to get the the podcast taken. Oh down. yeah,
3: sorry.
2: Well, this isn't going on YouTube. They have their own website. Yeah. They're fine. They're safe. Gang, gang. Uh, <laughs> discussion.net. Um Oh god, and I can't. I can't get the mental image of
1: ham salad.
2: Of ham salad. Because um, <laughs> okay, we're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get extra regional here real quick before we get back on target. <laughs> nastiness. Um, <laughs> d- I'm from Western Pennsylvania. I live in Latrobe. This is the town that brought us Arnold Palmer, Mister Rogers, and the Banana Split. We also here in Western PA. When we get our deli meat, we get chipped ham.
3: Oh shit on shingles! What? You've never heard of that? Chipped beef on toast. Yeah. That must be a Midwest thing.
2: Yeah, it's just chipped ham. Like it's just it's okay. yeah, it's just the there's not a name for it. Would you say shit on shingles? Yes,
3: shit on the shingles. Yes. Shit
2: on the shingles. Yes, which is what
3: chip beef on toast is. Yes. <laughs> but,
5: yeah. Oh my
2: god! <laughs> I've never heard of that before. I've never heard of shit on the shingles. I haven't either. either.
3: I just love how I hate it, but I got really excited.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Let's I have go, a lot go. of emotions swirling around uh, right now. Oh, no, my favorite! I made a glass case of emotion.
2: <laughs> no, my, my favorite like with like regional stuff is um I had Armin from Comic Book Cast on do Back. This is a while ago, and we had an audio clip sent in from Rural Farm Boy. Much love to you, Anthony. Um, hope to see you at Seal City Con next weekend. But he, he's awesome. He's, he's, a, he's a wonderful human being. Um, we none of us deserve him, but no. he sent in an audio clip, and um, the, the the regional language of Pittsburghese. Um, there, there's a word in that dialect, yins, uh, which is like the ultimate Aldrich abomination of y'all. Like, y- what? So y- <laughs> yins is basically the Pittsburgh version of y'all. What? Yuns, and if like, <laughs> and if you're like super Pittsburgh, it's Yuns, which like both of them make my my skin crawl. But they they sound so pure coming out of Anthony's voice. I don't know why he makes. I'm that so word glad. Palatable. I'm
3: so glad you're bringing this up because now I can decipher what.
2: <laughs> can yeah. Yeah, no. As like, I I can translate. <laughs> I train. I can translate yeah. rural tweets. So I'm like, no. Yeah. I speak Pittsburgh. I, speak I learned something here. new I today. today I speak Same. Pittsburgh. And like, like he, I love that he tweets phonetically. Yes. 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 Because if you understand what a Pittsburgh accent sounds like, I hear it exactly what it says. And I remember the first time he sent in an audio clip to do back. TJ and I were wheezing. We we're like, this is exactly what we thought he sounded like. Like, anyway, yins or yuns. And he sent in a clip and he said yins a couple times. And Armin, <laughs> um, originally from Bosnia, grew up in Vermont. Here's this. And like, I couldn't see his face, but I could tell like this man has never heard the word yins before in his life. <laughs> And I'm like laughing and I'm like, I was like, Armin, do you need me to define yens? He's like, yeah, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so like Pittsburgh's got some weird shit. Never heard shit on the shingles before, but.
3: Yeah, it's a Midwest. We thing. got yins. Uh, no, Nothing speaks, speaks of new content creating when you hear yourself on a recording for one of the first times.
4: Oh, that's an experience. It
3: is an experience. I sound completely Midwest. I will say right now, I live in Wisconsin, and we we are very much talking like this all the time. I sound like the mom <laughs> from Bobby's World. Like, oh, Bobby, you look so cute in like, your PJs, don't you? know? <laughs> I hate hearing myself because it's very different than the the video essay ASMR stuff that we do. I'm like, God, I sound like that. I sound like my aunt. She lives in northern Wisconsin. And then my husband's aunt, who lives even more north than my own aunt, oh, my God, I can totally lay it on thick. And when I hear myself, I just go <laughs> 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 off. Oh,
0: oh,
1: yeah. oh, that's brilliant. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can hear I, it I, now as well, like like as you're speaking. Yes. I'd never heard, heard it before. But it's,
3: And when I say force, force bonds, horse bands (laughs) yeah
1: that's so i don't
2: wow i've never noticed (laughs) having a pittsburgh accent i've never been told that i have one by like anybody who lives out of the area and like i truly think that like when you live in the city of pittsburgh you take on it's like the best way i can describe it if you ever if any of you have ever heard Wordle Farm boys voice it's like It's this really weird hybrid of a Southern accent and a New York accent.
0: Mm.
2: And like when you get into the heart of Pittsburgh, like, you know, it's the Stillers. It's not the Steelers. It's the Stillers. Um, Like I, my entire life almost did not know or did not realize that the pronunciation of like the thing where the window meets the window frame is called the window seal because i heard it pronounced window sill so often Oh, same and i was uh, like, i've heard window sill amazing. my entire life i was like same. i was like it's just the it's just the sill same it's, we all say sill and i was and i didn't realize it was window seal as in you were sealing out the air and it occurred to me Like, a year ago. And I went, holy shit. Like, my whole world has changed now. Um, That's just- That does make a lot more sense. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) I've got an American family. I don't know. So, like, this is- They say windowsill. And I've, yeah. I always, I always <laughs> Do thought. Do you say seal? Well, I don't. I so I thought that the window sill was just kind of like the ledge at the window.
3: Yeah, the ledge. I yeah. thought it was like where Thank the cat you. the cat sits. I'm googling this. I'm but allowing it, people. Uh, I got it.
1: But if it's window talking, seal, I'm, I'm, then yep, that I'm, changes everything. Talking. And I'm like, well, where? When did my family come from? That I feel part? like I
3: have what? to go back to school. Oh, God. <laughs> like I didn't learn
2: it.
1: <laughs> Fuck me for life now, God.
2: Like there should be a class in school Like people like always make the joke about, you know, I, I know the Pythagorean theorem and I know the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell, but I don't know how to file my taxes. Like you the <laughs> class where you learn how to file your taxes. Can you also teach a class that like teaches you the correct Windows version seal. of like your local dialectic and the way that that is fucked <laughs> up your worldview? So. Like it's a window seal. You know, here are all the phrases that you're using incorrectly. Shit like that. Like, let that be a class.
5: I had it.
4: <laughs> Even knowing though, I, I don't think I can make myself say it that way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a
3: window, guys, I got it. A window sill exists. Okay. It's on the inside. And a window ledge is on the outside. But how, wait, what's what? that help? I thought I got it. What the? But what's the window sill then? Okay, the sill is the surface at the bottom of a window. Window sills, S-I-L-L-S, hold pieces in place and slope downward to drain water. In a well-hung window, the lower sash rests... Milo! (laughs) Rests on the chin. The horizontal piece below a window unit in masonry construction or in wood framing. So a sill is on the outside.
2: Okay. Of a window,
3: so if you're facing the house, it's on that you're on the outside. You're looking at the window. Any sill would be on the outside, and it flushes water away from the window.
4: But so our no. lives are not completely a lie.
1: Now it's none Correct. of the things so that sill I exists.
3: No, right. I think I made it
2: worse because
1: I'm going back to through bed. that
2: context, <laughs> the fact that people use sill and seal interchangeably, complete. Oh God. <laughs> oh. We should be
3: instead of saying put that on the windowsill or Milo get the fuck off the windowsill. <laughs> you say get off the window oh, ledge. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: wanna, are we civilized
4: people we can we can
2: diffuse whichever. <laughs> I yeah I love how excited you get to say fuck on you back. Like I
3: I'm so excited to swear. You can't that, like, I that, hate
2: that you're so restricted. You can't even talk about the size of a man's hands on YouTube. That's, that's bullshit. Come here and cuss all you want. That's has got me boggled. I'm
3: Excited about swearing that it makes me want to sing the fuck, fuck,
2: fuck song from clerks. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I know the, whole the second clerks reference in this podcast. Um,
1: that's got me really oh, worried about YouTube now because, like, our, our video last night, it's our first one with swearing. Like, we've said shit, I think, like, You're maybe fine. once or twice. But we said You're fuck, fine. like, five can, times.
3: It was totally worth it. You can't <laughs> monetize that then. Uh, so once you get to a 1,000 subscribers and uh, 4,000 watch hours, you can start monetizing. You just won't mm. be able to go back and monetize those.
2: Ah, uh, I Because you.
3: you'll get flagged yeah
2: because that is uh that and they're the, cracking the down words, even more now the bad words scare away advertisers but you know what doesn't yeah the fucking suicide forest that doesn't because that motherfucker still gets ads beside yeah. the point uh, this yeah. is not a podcast about logan paul it is however about Rayo. And now that we're done with our
1: and <laughs> <window sills>. dialectic
2: <laughs> conversation, and window sills, and, um, yeah, ledges, ledges, window ledges, ledges, and, and sills, and sills, and
1: sills. And so it's a balance of the force where the the window sill and the window <laughs> ledge. You know?
3: Oh my god! Yes.
1: <laughs> so so the balance of the force is the glass in the middle.
3: See, this is, this is the second nope nope. This is the third time that you came in and just blew our minds. See, you woke up for this. Hashtag #woke You yeah. woke up. If to we, make us wake up. you woke us all up. If
4: we talk long enough, we're gonna find out all the answers.
3: Yup. Like yes, we're gonna solve everything.
2: Oh man. Well,
3: Matt's mind would be a terrible thing to waste. We can't waste this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Not bad for a dickhead. So yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. That's Aussie dickhead. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, man. Uh, that's basically all of You're us. not. You yeah. are.
3: You are a wonderful human being.
1: <laughs> no, no, thanks. You're welcome. There's a, there's a word Emerald, that we say you still a lot there? here. I'm still say. here.
3: <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what word?
1: It's the c word. Everyone says the c word here all the time.
2: Yeah, that's another weird one that, like, that has such a different context.
1: Well, in America, and, like, you can't to say it. it.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, no, that that word is 99.9999999999% of the time, completely off limits.
1: It's a term of like, endearment here.
2: I, I think that's so strange. Yeah. Not that, like, you're the wrong one. Like, you, you know, words have different meanings in different places. I just, I, I always thought that was so weird that, like, that, You know, here, like you're drawn and quartered for saying that, and I'm not saying people in this country have any right not to be offended by it because it has a different context here. Like you Mm. know, like it's it's used differently here. It's it's used with the kind of venom that it carries
1: Mm. here. But like you really notice it when you watch American television because when they drop a C bomb, it's for shock. It's it's meant yeah. to wake you yeah. up, yeah, and and we all just sit here, just like going. So is he a nice guy? Is he nice or good? Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, like that, It's really drawing with something like Game of Thrones, though. Yeah, they were like you, like especially like um, um, the Hound says yes. it so often. Yeah, we're like you've watched like, Deadwood, like- right? I've not seen Deadwood. Oh no, yeah,
3: right. it's dropped oh, yeah. in Deadwood a lot. Yeah,
1: episode two. I think it's like it's ten times in one episode. Jesus Christ! And and I'm just sitting I there, like, s- cacking myself, guy like, going, ah,
3: <laughs> Wild Bill." I want to say Game of Thrones desensitized me to the c word. I used to hate that word, and I and I still do, but I find myself saying it a little bit more to people that I absolutely not two people. Oh my God. But <laughs> if I'm talking about someone to someone else, I'll be like, Oh, she was now. such a C. She was such a C and, and it shocks them. But I'm like, you know what? The B doesn't take care of it. You got to go one letter down. You, gotta go yeah. to C. Yeah. See, you I, got
2: to go to C. I think the first time I heard it spoken in like a TV show or a movie was, um, it was like right after I was like given free reign to watch R rated movies. Um, For a while, it was like, you know, oh, it's like a raunchier comedy. So I'm going to watch it with my mom and dad and they're going to like zip through the parts that they're like, you really don't need to see this part or whatever. Um, But like once I was given like full free reign, I got um, all three of the Blade movies on DVD for Christmas Um, Mm. because I really wanted to watch them because I was like – that's when I was really starting to get into Marvel. Big fan of Wesley Snipes. um, I wanted to see it. And I remember in the third movie, um, the, in Trinity, Ryan Reynolds character calls this one female vampire, um, a cock juggling thunder sea. And I was like, I I was like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) like those are one of those, like you, you just changed the game for me as someone who swears. Like that was Wow. Um, I would never be able to bring myself to say that live on air, um, (laughs) ever, ever. Um, I, I don't think I'd, but like, I remember like cock juggling thunder, whoa. Uh, yeah, I, this is one of those like, again, weird regional things where like some people aren't, you know, some areas have a, like a really like yucky appropriation of that word. And some Mm. places it's just like, fuck.
1: And like, it, and over here, like you can just call someone a good C, and it's like <laughs> how you going? Like it, it, it's not really like how you going, but it's it's at that yeah. kind of same level of uh, being innocuous. It's just like yeah, me, I, I the like that person makes
3: it better too. Yeah, yeah. honestly, yes, totally makes absolutely it better. Right. And just like just like Americans have latched onto the F word and use it, it nouns, pronouns, <laughs> verbs, uh, in terms of endearment. I mean. It's used for everything. Mm. You could say C is the same way in Australia. My favorite is when you put a Y on the end. Like, oh, that person's being yeah. T. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> Cause, because it makes it so like a clown show. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it makes it a little fun, you know? It's kind of. Oh.
2: Add a little spr- sprinkle of a, glitter we on have your gone scene.
3: So. <laughs> Jesus. We have gone so off the rails. We gotta get back. We gotta, we right.
1: gotta get so back. so the force yes. is the balance yes, between yes. The, the F force. and the C. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, yeah, no, so I did... <laughs> I, I, this is everything. Should we just end it? it Should we be... just
3: end it here? Oh, well, we
2: gotta talk about the big leak.
1: What? Who's the bathroom? Go to go toilet? To what?
3: Wait. Yeah. Madison, are you trying
2: to stay away from? She said she saw this one. Oh, okay, good.
4: Yes, I, I did see this one in particular. I've I've stayed away from the more recent ones,
3: but I did see uh, this one. Yes, I haven't okay.
1: been seeing any leaks? Is this is this a big leak? Like yes. Oh fuck. Are you familiar Quite with big. possession? Uh,
3: and not not of like, you know.
1: Should I take out my headphones one? for a little bit?
2: <laughs> sure. You know what? Let's not talk about it. Well, I uh, I
1: can take out my headphones. Like you know,
2: I was gonna it's say this is though. gonna be like the big last one because I, especially after hearing you, uh, GWS and Adat chat talk about this, I, and I never got to have my conversation with you guys because my computer exploded uh, during that recording sesh. Um, I'm
3: wondering if we we save it then oh. because I I'd, I'd hate for.
1: Hold on, what's the who's know. the source? Is it is the source credible? It's
2: Jason Ward.
3: So- making <laughs> Star Wars on
1: Oh, so there's there's sixty to seventy percent chance it's correct. Oh
2: god. <laughs> the odds are really good. Um mm. I've been chopping at the bit the time. Never about tell me thing. the odds. <laughs> oh,
1: fuck it. Fuck it. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. See if it blows oh. my mind. See if it blows my mind or if All I right, dismiss You're a brave it.
2: man. So, uh, those of you whom are spoiler squeamish, now is your time to leave. Thank you for listening. Uh, we are honored that you joined us. And again, be sure to catch the Dubat crew uh, this coming weekend, once this goes up, at Steel City Comic Con. The 9th through the 11th at Monroeville Convention Center. See you guys there. Now, those of you who are still here who have not heard this leak yet... Allegedly, Uh, Matt Smith's character in The Rise of Skywalker is a would-be Sith acolyte who is responsible for the resurrection of Sidious and anoints himself a willing host for Sidious. Um, He lets Sidious possess his body and... The movie climaxes with Ray and Ben tag teaming this reincarnated Darth Sidious controlling the body of Matt Smith's character. Ben gains the upper hand and strikes down uh, Matt Smith, as or er, Matt Smith possessed by Sidious. At which point, Darth Sidious jumps into Ben's body and. Ben is able to wrangle himself long enough to allow – then says to Ray basically, we have him. We got him. You need to take me out so he is removed from the equation permanently. Um, Ray eventually strikes him down and since Ray is not um, corrupted by the dark side – Uh, She is not a viable host for Sidious, and his spirit is lost into the ether, and the leak says Kylo Ren dies. Now, that's a lot to unpack, and I know Luthien and Emerus aren't awfully fond of this.
3: I'm awfully fond of it. If something happens that I've stated on our channel a few times.
2: Yes. Agreed.
3: I hate it. I, (laughs) I mean, even thanks. I hate it. (laughs) Even
5: when we had this conversation way back, I deplore this with every fiber of my being. I just think a mercy killing is never an answer in a, in a family movie um and i think it's even something that <sighs> i think when you see star wars
2: tj told me to say hi to everybody by the way hey hi, hi, tj him.
5: hello, hello. I think when you, you teach Star Wars, it needs to be complex enough that adults find meat to it, but children can understand it in it that, I mean, you can ask kids what happened in Return of the Jedi and they'll say, well, the father saved Luke, you know, because he loved him. How are people going to explain this to children? And I know that sounds like um, overprotective or whatever. I just don't think it's a good moral lesson that the way to get rid of the villain is to
3: kill one of the heroes. And I, and I agree with that. And, and when I first heard it, I was like, okay, you know, as far as story Plotlines go, I could see it working. And then the more I sat and ruminated about it, the more I felt like this felt like a Colin Trevorrow. Exactly. Plot. And Mm, it does. I don't really feel JJ would go this route. If he does, I can see it stopping. There's a joke about somebody's
2: mom being named Martha here, and I can't find it. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's what I was going to say. Who's it co written by? Yeah. (laughs) As as somebody who who unironically does like, I know it's bad, that does like (laughs) Batman v Superman. There's a Martha joke here somewhere, (laughs) and I can't find it. Continue.
3: So. No, we need to stay on the rails because oh, I want like I want to I could go. You're, off,
5: you're but, talking okay. about how you were for it in a
3: certain way. Yes. Yes. So once I think of J.J.'s mind and what J.J. would do, I could see this happening up to the point where the original, acoly- the you know, the, whatever acolyte they're battling is it is killed and it takes over Ben. We don't want a mercy killing for all the reasons that Emerus just said and more what I can see happening and what I feel should happen if this if this happens if he becomes possessed is he expels Palpatine himself if he does it himself and we know that he's being pulled to the light. There's still light in him. Leia even said it to, to Han. There's still light in him. I know it. I want that mighty Skywalker blood and the heart of his father to just take over. And he expels Palpatine from himself. And it's just burst, this flash of light. Emerson and I talked about it where when we paralleled, the sequel trilogy to Dante's Inferno and Dante has to be led through purgatory. When someone finally acknowledges their sins and they can ascend, there's this all out quake in this shake uh, of Mount purgatory and everything's rumbling around them. And it's this, and it's huge. It's very cosmic. I want this cosmic quake to happen when Ben expels Palpatine from his body himself. And that's what destroys the Sith once and for all, it can't go into Ray because, because she, you know, she's never been dark, but Ben does it himself. He is strong enough himself to get rid of this. I very much can see JJ doing something like that.
4: The way you're describing it makes me think
5: of Harry and Voldemort
4: in order yes. of the Phoenix. Thank you. That scene. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you. yes.
3: yes.
5: I could see it and it could be really awesome. I also don't think Matt Smith is in it. Uh, There was an article where someone asked him, are you in, in this movie? And he said, no, he said what they wanted was a very tall, thin British man. And so I auditioned because of that. I think this was a misdirection because the first movie of The Force Awakens has built up a rivalry between Hux and Kylo. And you see in the last Jedi, as we were talking about how Hux almost killed Kylo, Donald Gleason said that that was not in the original script, that he asked Ryan Johnson to put it in as a foreshadowing of what's going to happen in Hux's, um, arc. I think Hux is the. Acolyte. I. That's what I, I was going to. I think Hux is the acolyte. Uh, <laughs> he does look like, freakishly a lot, like young. And Top you also team. have this idea of he goes on and on about he hates the force sensitives. He wants so badly. To kill um, Kylo Ren what if Hux realizes hey if I can't beat them I'll join him I'm not a force sensitive yeah. but I know who has always been able to get to a Skywalker and so Hux decides that he will invite the spirit of Palpatine yeah, right. in order to once and for all get rid of Kylo Ren because you can't you don't create that Cain and Abel motif yep. without fulfilling it in the third movie. So I really think Matt Smith is another um, Mara Jade situation where people were like, well, who else is left? Oh, Hux. No one has talked about Hux. No one. No one's Mm. talking about him. And you you don't cast someone like Donald Gleason if you're not going to use that. And Donald Gleason has the talent to go absolutely um bad shit, yes yeah, yes bad shit. yes like he can do that and he can do that in a threatening way and i would love i would love to see to see that where kylo saw him as just a dog just like snoke saw him just like a um a little a little dog that you just point the stick at and
3: now he's a contender and now he's that last look we get of him. Sorry to interrupt you. That last look we get of Hawks when Ben enters crate and he goes into the the bunker, the command center. Yeah, that. And you see Hawks in the doorway. It just screams more than just "Oh, I'm gonna get you." Yeah. It looked like I know something you don't. And I,
5: it, 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 there's an animosity there. You, and you have yes. to, it would not make sense to, for Matt Smith to already come in and take that away from him. And also with Richard E. Grant's character, that's even more of a rival. That will even more breed mm-hmm. the hostility between yep. the two. How dare you take away the Stormtrooper program that I built up from me. Yep. Um. I mean, yep. you can even say that Hux will control the Sith, stormtroopers um because maybe kyla you see the white stormtroopers um uh, fighting with him and that wonderful scene in the forest <laughs> so you know oh, stormtrooper I rebellion? rebellion i mean that oh, i scoop slam i think it is a scoop slam? yeah well i think hux has to be the acolyte if there is one
4: the only thing that makes me think that Matt Smith might might be in the movie is the fact that in the Vanity Fair story, Lev Grossman said that he expected to see Matt Smith there when he visited the set and expected to get to interview him, and then he wasn't there. And that makes me wonder if he is in it, because... Um I feel like someone like Lev Grossman might have heard, you know, the talk about who was in it and everything. I don't know. It just makes me wonder. But that could also be,
5: you could also spin it to where he believed in the rumors. So he expected to meet up with Matt Smith, but then he didn't because he found out that Matt Smith was not even in the set and was not even in the movie.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, so
3: it's possible. Matt, what what are your thoughts now that you have,
2: you mm. have heard Heard
1: this, Ted. Uh, After Matt goes, I have uh, a lot to say. To okay, so <laughs> I, I, one thing I think I don't I wouldn't read too much into the Lev Grossman thing because let's not forget he also did say that uh, the character of Pride is Huck's dad. Yeah. Um, and then he had to retract yeah. that because it Very was like true. Oh, I just assumed, so I think he he is working Dude's off an idiot. assumptions. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, <laughs> to quote Dubek's own Connor Chiquiti, he's a fucking casual. He also,
5: he also <laughs> said that Kylo and Rey are star-crossed lovers and they have all this romantic dungeon. And then in the video mm. uh, that Vanity Fair produced, he said, but they could possibly be brother and sister. Uh,
4: so yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's just trying to cover all yeah. his bases. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Um, The other thing, I'm going to throw a spanner in that, and I said this on the weekend to Nick uh, in our live chat, because, and I think it's got relevance here. I think Lucasfilm like to drop hints for the non-casual fan in all of the extra canon material, and there's that quote uh, in one of the prophecies in Master and Apprentice.
2: So fucking good
1: i'm lukewarm on it Uh, but that's another conversation but he says so one of the prophecies is he who learns to conquer death will through his greatest student live again and i think the emphasis on that is that if palpatine is who they're talking about i think they i think that's what the prophecy could be talking about and if I, I inject my own little speculation and say that I think they're dropping a hint for The Rise of Skywalker that anyone that read the book will go, oh, that's what they were talking about. I think they might be. Then I don't see it being Hux. But then who could it be? Who is, who is Palpatine's greatest student?
3: I have to say uh, Aaron Quinton has a theory that Ben has been possessed all along. Uh,, mm. which I find very fascinating and it's plausible. Um, it it he in in his video, he goes on to talk about all of Kylo's his spastic nature, the way he lashes out at certain moments. it's very, very palpatine. He even goes on to say that. Uh, I haven't watched it in a while, but there's certain moments where the screen, what he does or the scream or whatever uh, sound, it sounds like Palpatine's scream Mm. when he's getting ready to lunge forward. So he certainly makes a great case for it's possible Ben has been possessed the whole entire time.
4: What's that Um, quote from After, is it from Aftermath where Leia's talking about Ben when she's pregnant with him and it's, and she says he's like a being of light uh, shot through with a vein of darkness.
5: Yep. Hey, Matt, can you, can you state that quote again from Master and Apprentice?
1: Yeah. Give me a sec. Uh, He who learns to conquer death will through his greatest student live again.
5: I wonder if they're talking about Luke and that. Luke and Ben. Mm. Cause it's the rise I, of Skywalker.
2: That's my favorite yeah. prophecy from the book mm-hmm. because that one is so difficult to pin down. Yeah. Yeah. It could be Luke and Ben. It could just be Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. I it could be What if it's Yoda? It, it could, <laughs> Yoda's the accolade The, the, the leak has. is
1: no the leak is correct, except Palpatine comes out and he doesn't just dissipate. There's a big force ghost fight and it's choreographed by um, it's choreographed by Ahmed Best again.
2: <laughs> I love that.
3: I want I want him to be in this somehow.
1: somehow. So, yeah, so, I
2: do too. He deserves it. Absolutely. Um, I
4: just want an Anakin force ghost scene really, really <laughs> bad. It.
2: Hey, hey, yep, hey, they're same. doing their reshoots at Pinewood right now.
3: Yeah, but that could just be pickups and ancillary stuff. You like absolutely Filming right.
2: a tree that they didn't grab before. Yes. I mean, I don't think it's anything big. But Hayden Christensen is in the UK right now too mm. for a convention. Oh well, then
5: it's that. And you have you also <laughs> have a picture of uh, Adam Driver hanging out with Liam Neeson. Yeah. Wait, what? There's a picture of Adam Driver.
3: He's hanging out with Aslan. He's hanging out with
5: Aslan. You mean
2: fucking Qui Gon Yes. You mean our lord and savior, Qui Gon Jinn?
3: <laughs> uh, dude was in Crawl before he was Qui Gon. Let's just say that's, that right that's
2: now. That's Qui Gon Jin. That's Qui Gon. <laughs> <I> Calm down. <laughs> no. I worship at the feet of Qui Gon Jinn. Um,
5: Apparently.
2: He's my boy. Um, no, so I alright. My whole thing with this leak and this idea, A, I do think Matt Smith is gonna be in it. Um the interview where he said that he isn't, he also said he was he was really coy about it. So he was like, Am I? Am I not? Who knows? Who's to say? I'm not in it, but I might be, but I'm not. Am I? So he, he was very he was very vague and very playful about the whole thing and when something comes from the mouth of Jason Ward, I'm inclined to believe it. Um, so like just by the sheer fact of it coming from Jason, I'm going to assume Matt Smith is involved. I also think it would be I, – I, and I don't want to take the wind out of the sails of your theory because I think that's a really interesting idea to have Hux be the one that goes batshit insane. Um, I think it's incre- I think it's an incredibly interesting theory, and I don't want to take away from. No,
5: that's it at all. okay. This is what Star um, Wars fans do. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we ruin our, yes, each other's. We ruin each the other's franchise. theories, and
5: that's all
2: right. Um, we are in a drought exa- right now, so this exactly. is what we're left with. <laughs> um, I. And maybe this is just like me being my legend's background making me a little bit too strict about how the Force works, it's never implied or shown that Hux is Force-sensitive. No, And since we don't... We haven't been presented with Hux being able to touch the Force up till now. And because I feel like... I feel like Snoke would have put Hux elsewhere if he could touch the Force. And since Hux was kid at the very least during the time of the Empire I think he would have been put into some type of Inquisitorius or something since he, if he could touch the force since Brendel Hux was an Imperial officer.
5: But everyone has the could. force.
2: Everyone is linked to it but not everyone can touch it and use but look
3: it. At, you look at Poe and you look at Hux I think they're one and the same they just like Ben and Ray are two extremes right now on the light and the dark. Yeah. Poe and Hux are two extremes on the light and the dark now. Poe will do anything. He will go, He the end justifies the means. Exactly. The same with Hux. I can see Hux taking this on because it, it justifies the end result for him. If I have to take on a. a, a a Sith Lord in my body, then so be it. Also Palpatine is that devious because everyone technically has the force in them. He could transfer his essence into Hux and Hux didn't, didn't ask for it.
2: Uh, that's the it other is it like maybe, like maybe Hux doesn't have to have a high enough metachlorine count to yeah, use but the he still force. Maybe dark just, in yeah. him. Yeah. Maybe, so
3: that's all that yeah. Palpy needs.
2: Maybe just to, to being a being on. of pure force yeah. Yeah. makes whoever your host is just as powerful as you were. Um, so, I have
3: five minutes left, by the way. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh,
2: no, 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 no. It's OK. Um, so maybe there's a – the mechanics there could work differently. Um, I disagree with the idea of it being a mercy killing. And I would see what would happen with Ray maybe having to run Ben through – more analogous to like Iron Man at the end of Endgame, because I and, and again, this is just the way I read into the leak as it being more of like a Ben going, we have him, we can kill him, more than it's Ray kill me because he's in me. You know what I mean? That like if it like it, like almost like the like like you have like zombie movies and shit like that. Like, oh, such and such got bit and I got to kill him. Like, that's a mercy killing. <sighs> or I see what Kylo or what Ben would be doing is more of like a sacrifice play.
3: But that's I
2: that's
5: see suicide it. then. Sorry. No, that's
3: sorry. OK right I see that but then I see Ray you look at Ray and I can see Ray kneeling down in front of Ben going Ben you have this in you you can expel him
2: you I absolutely love this. your version more for the it's, record I love the and, idea of him and like her
3: telling him come uh, on Ben uh-huh. you can do this uh-huh. and then he does not and it uh-huh. goes
5: against what she Splish. learned in the throne room <laughs> It goes against that. She decided she would never kill somebody or, you know, or that's not the answer. And
3: again, can't you imagine saying I believe in you? Oh, no one has said that to him. (laughs) See, I (sighs) and Uh, uh, when we talked
5: about. Can I say something real quick? Go
4: In it, well, in addition to that, when I think about Ray in this scenario, I'm like, okay, so we have our heroine who lived her entire, you know, like first 19 years or a little bit less than that on Jack who alone, isolated, and she forms this, the strongest connection she's ever had with someone with Ben Solo, possibly, you know, romance, and you know they're gonna make her kill him at the end it's like it's not a satisfying ending for anyone like ben dies and then ray's left with no one again like it it doesn't make any sense
5: where's the balance then the balance is gone exactly
3: unless he expels it from himself ends up dying and then goes into the world between worlds and does this whole force ghost go through purgatory with with uh virgil luke and ray's like okay now we're on the back half of this film. I'm gonna get him back. I, I just I would, you, you're right. I don't I don't see this. Working. That's
4: true. I, I mean that doesn't even have to be the final uh, right. like climax of the film. Like right. there could be a whole another yeah. few sequences if, after
2: that. If Ray were to like, if it were to be, you know, Ray, you know, put you know, uh, once upon a time, put like put the pointy part in me. Um, I w- I don't want him to die. I just before the I, I am not emotionally prepared for Ben to possibly die, period. But especially that way, like as a fan of his, as somebody who has become so attached to this character, that would destroy me as a fan to see that happen. And it would destroy JJ, too,
3: because yeah. we all know he's JJ's favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: so Sorry.
5: And violence shouldn't be the answer. <laughs> I mean, no. I, I, it, it's just yeah. it just seems like it just seems contrary to what they're setting up. I mean, and, and I agree. There there are times <laughs> with Avengers: Endgame and Tony Stark that is a situation where that is for an adult audience. Now kids were in it. Yeah. And would I object to my family members of my, you know, kids in my family seeing and game? No, we saw it all together. But with <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars was made from George Lucas's mouth. It was made for kids. <laughs> Star Wars is a different genre. And you don't teach kids that, oh, you just jab it with a lightsaber and then everything will be all right. <laughs> there's oh, go, there's exactly. got to be a message beyond that. And it can't be with kids. Sometimes you just have to kill your best friend or the person that you love. <laughs> it has to be something that yeah. goes beyond that. That, is, that doesn't make sense to the abstract mind of a child. It has to be a concrete lesson that they can apply to their everyday life that's why their fairy tales exist is so that children know when they face giants in their life they know what the hero does just like when luke he had temptation to take up his lightsaber and strike vader palpatine didn't he didn't he threw it down and he decided to be compassionate that that was the form of bravery so kids realize that is what i that's what I. I could see
2: got up and murdered Palpatine,
5: <laughs> but that is the,
2: I, I know I'm, I'm
5: being, but that is the daddy. That is your father protecting you. Again, yeah, it's from a right. children's perspective. It's no, Luke's, right. I, Luke's yeah. job was not to kill Palpatine. It was his father to protect him. And so that's another lesson. My father loves me my dad will protect me and I, I guess I'm looking at it from the eyes of an educator but I'm saying what is the didactic lesson because if there's not a didactic lesson that can be boiled down for a child to understand then it's not Star Wars and you brought it into the realm of Game of Thrones and um Marvel
1: well Batman made, I think it's great Superman if you will <laughs>
5: Oh, gosh.
4: <laughs> I think a great this way to show... World, Lewis.
2: You're my
1: world.
4: <laughs>
2: no, stop <laughs> it.
3: <laughs> Sorry. Just had a little... little
2: okay. I don't blame okay. you. I don't blame you. I. It, that's not a good Go movie. Go ahead, Madison. It's not a good movie.
3: <laughs> uh, I
4: was just going to say that I think a great way to like visualize... Ben expelling Palpatine in that way would be to do it like they did it in the Clone Wars and the Yoda Ooh, episodes yes. where Yoda Yoda faces yes. off against his shadow. Yes. Show Ben facing off against Palpatine in this kind of spiritual yeah. version. So we can see we can see in McDermott even if you know Palpatine's not there in his physical form, and that would be a great opportunity to do that. And yeah. then your options are Madison limitless. For
5: the win,
2: oh, Madison for the win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah no, funny. I like that a lot. And I, I do truly love the idea of him like going Jedi Super Saiyan and expelling uh, Sidious. Um, a, because that's just such a mo- – like my, my boy gets an iconic moment and it doesn't require him being impaled. Um, but yeah. No, I, would, I really wanted to talk about that with you guys and hear what everybody had to say about it because it's if, – if it happens as it is in the leak – I am going to be upset that Ben didn't make it out the other side alive, but Mm -hmm. I know that they will probably handle it very tactfully. And even though it is not as hopeful of an ending as a lot of us would like, I think, given the context leading up to it and whatever additional context The Rise of Skywalker provides, um, I think they'll be able to pull it off. But I'm not ready for... The actor that Adam Driver is, I'm not ready to see him do that scene at
3: all. <laughs> Can you imagine if he gets no, nominated none of us already.
2: an Oscar for this? He better win it because um, he should have won it for Black Klansman. And he should have won that Tony. And I'm not just saying that because he's Kylo Ren. I'm definitely <laughs> saying it in part because he's Kylo Ren. But <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying he's Kylo Ren. <laughs> I'm saying that I know he plays Kylo Ren, but he does not look like Kylo Ren um but with that uh and my slight psychobabble uh matt where can the lovely people find you and your show
1: uh just go to youtube and type blue bantha milk co co at the end and that's it you will find us uh quite easily otherwise on twitter uh, at blue bantha milk
2: awesome and maddie where can the lovely people find you and your show
4: You can listen at DoingTalking.com, on Spreaker, iTunes, and YouTube. My channel there is Madi-Solo, so that's M-A-D-I-Solo. And you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at DoingTalkingPod.
2: And uh, Luthien and Embrace, where can the lovely people find you guys on the interwebs?
3: We are on YouTube. You can just do www.youtube.com yeah, slash C slash Girls with Sabers or just type in Girls with Sabers in the search. Uh, our social media platforms we are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Patreon,
2: Twitter. Uh, yeah. Come say hey. <laughs> Definitely yeah, go, go say hey. Everybody here is a great follow, uh, including at at chat who mm-hmm. we couldn't get on, unfortunately. Um, I'm going to yeah, have he's moving him, or some shit. I'm going to have him on one of these days. Um, am I've, def- I've decided that I'm going to, and I'm not going to stop until I do. Um, moving to a new house is so, yeah, yeah he's, yeah, he's been, he's been busy as hell. I don't blame yeah. him. Um, but yeah. Oh, a new baby. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Procreating. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. Be sure to like and follow Do Back Discussion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out the other shows in the network. Hall of Heroes, hosted by me, where I talk about comic book stuffs. Uh Moore, the horror movie club podcast, which has all kinds of really cool horror interviews as well. Wicked Wednesday, which is a secondary horror podcast, down the rabbit hole. Uh, jerk the Curtain, our wrestling show. And I think that's all of them, because obviously you're listening to back Discussion right now. Uh, like I said, this weekend, by the time this goes up, August 9th through the 11th, come visit us at Steel City Comic Con at uh, Monroeville Convention Center. We look forward to seeing everybody. Uh, thank you all for coming on, and we are honored that you have joined us. Uh, this is Jared the Dark Jedi. Uh, signing off, may the force be with you guys. And...
1: I am a motherfucking train wreck. I don't want to be too much. But I don't want to miss your touch. You don't seem to give
5: a fuck.